0: The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a health manifesto. A certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inn's Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California.
1: Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. This is my podcast, my weekly show where I bring to you my thoughts perspectives, and sometimes conversations about health and happiness, how to live better in the modern world, but like really how, you know, like how, you know, because you might I might just Yeah, let's talk about how to do this. But how for real? Uh, Yeah, slow start. Okay, that's okay. You're here. And if you've been here before, this is of no surprise. And if you're just joining me, well, I'm glad you're here. You may just be joining me because you saw me in New York last week, and you thought, "Let me give this guy a try." And <clears throat> you may have already gone there and heard an interview, last week's interview with Bill Psycholic, a guy I met in Texas. And um, I hope you enjoyed that that interview. But but rest assured, interviews are not the norm for this podcast. If I find somebody interesting, certainly Bill falls under that category because um, that's I love what he's what's going on there. Um, but usually, it's it's just me coming here and talking to you about my thoughts on the subject of, of living better, how to eke out a better life in a, I don't know, increasingly crazy world, would you say? Would you agree with me on that? I don't care what side of any spectrum you're sitting on. Would you, would you agree that it's a little crazy, a little bit, and maybe getting crazier, not less crazy? Are we getting more unnatural or more natural? You tell me. This podcast is called Approaching the Natural. I'm saying, let's put on the brakes just a little bit. Let's go in reverse just a little bit. Just 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 check your Twitter feed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying also put your bare feet on the ground. Eat your eat your fun st- stuff, but also have some celery. Just get just, just a little bit, okay? Go on your social media, of course, and Twitter. I know social media, so don't get me on technicalities, but also spend time with friends in person. just just face-to-face. I know that's crazy. I know that sounds just weird to meet somebody at a coffee shop and have a coffee with them and don't check your phone when that's happening. I know. I know. I know. It's extreme. Uh, But bear with me, okay? Because that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about little bits of natural. I'm talking about bringing back what is what i believe natural to our species but this is the thing people argue with me well what's natural would you because it's what you think is natural i think there's common sense to be had here i think there is there are very clear parts of us as humans that that we go okay yeah but that that's obviously more natural than that other thing i think that celery is more natural than a big mac I, i i can't find many i would i wouldn't look Let's say, but but I can't believe there'd be many people who'd be like, no, Big Mac's more natural than celery. There are some people who'd go, celery's not that natural because it was it was made by humans. And I'd go, yeah, but it's more natural than a Big Mac. Like it's less messed with, right? Can we just baseline kind of go like it's more natural for us to move our bodies than to sit? Well, how do you know? Because when we don't move our bodies, we suffer physically and mentally. That's a fact. That's not up to debate. When we are stagnant, we don't do well. There are physical things, things in our bodies that respond to movement. Not only that, and our brains respond to movement. These—that's part of our physical body. You think I don't know that? I freaking do. I'm saying mood. I'm saying things about our m- mood, how positive we feel, that the the how how our outlook is is affected by the things that we put in our bodies and how we move our bodies. It is more on that in a minute because I got a cool article to to cite out of, but. The point is is this is approaching the natural. This is bringing in little bits of what is natural into our lives day to day without having to upset and quit our jobs and go move into the forest because we're not doing that. But we can do better for ourselves and for the earth, by the way, because the better we do for ourselves, the better we do for our families, the better example we are, we're happier when we go out the door. That can't be a bad thing, going to work in a better mood. Dig? Very real. This is not like... Pie in the sky, like kind of out there, man. This is like you getting up tomorrow morning and feeling better in your body, feeling better, looking better, being more vibrant, having more energy, having less inflammation, less pain. It'll put you in a better mood, guys. It's pretty simple in terms of the equation of that. What's not simple is how to pull that off. I I get it. And that's why I come here. 193 episodes. Oh my gosh. 200. Is on its way. It's in seven weeks. I do one a week. In case you're just joining me, I've never missed a week. 193 weeks in. It's a world record. Yes, it is. A, it is a world record. I'm not gonna check. I'm not gonna fact check myself on that. Mm. I'm having a cup of coffee. Just a good old cup of coffee. No espresso. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do that. Of course I do. That's my thing. Espresso. But I can't be hoity-toity all the time. I got to come down to earth and talk to the lay people, the commoners, as it were. And so sometimes I bust in with just a good old cup of coffee that's also organic. I can't go all the way down. You know what I mean? All right. Um, So welcome, everybody, one and all. Uh, New York was super fun. Great event. More people this year than ever before. My goodness, it was a just a mass, just a huge, a huge amount of people just around the block lines, but then inside. And my buddy, Linda Lang, who I've talked about before, uh, she's a buddy. She's got an ebook out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes here. Um, but she's great. Cookbook. She's just awesome. Anyway, she helped work the Stanford and table. She was there with me all, all weekend. But I mean, I, I my voice was shot after the weekend, because just that just not that I was yelling, but just the you have to speak a certain level just to be heard in that big room with I mean, I'm not exaggerating here, probably 6,000, 7,000 people. I'm not even kidding. My talk went really well and um, got the room, you know, a lot of people there. So that's good because when you start out, it's like, you know, a few people and it's fun when there's a bigger group. It's just what it is. There's a better energy in the room. Again, that's as hippy-dippy as I'll get. But saw Gene Bauer, saw Robert Osfeld, saw Michelle McMacken. See so the crew there, the New York crew. And um, had a really good time. Took a nice run in Central Park with my buddy Kevin McGuire and uh, this guy, Bruce, who uh, does running tours, which I did last year. He just came along for a run this year just for fun. But he still knows stuff and still makes it so that, oh, I don't know, I don't get lost. So that's something because you guys know if left to my own devices, I would still be in Central Park right now for foraging for food and just eating fake rock all over the place because I would have to sustain I hope there's protein in that. Uh, But made it back uh, safely. A 17-hour travel day on the way back. That'll take its toll. Um, But I got back fine and had an okay week. Just, just kind of a crappy. I'm not going to go into details. But just stuff going on with the with my children. uh, Well, one of my children. One of my children. At her school, just crazy. I just had a rough week, and I'm just kind of over it with with regard to that whole uh, rigmarole. And um, yeah. Is there positive stuff going on? You bet your ass there's positive stuff going on. Okay? And what small-stepping trains you to do and. And if you're just joining me, my approach—I'm—I call myself the small step advocate, but I'm—I'm—I I, have a unique brand of small stepping. It is—it is a philosophy of of a and, a and an approach to life. It is not like break it down into small steps. It, it's, It's—it's way bigger, so big that 193 episodes in, I'm still freaking talking about it. Um, part of it is that I just want to remind you guys once a week to kind of bring things back down to baseline and re-enter your life. Um, in, 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 in in terms of you, you, on your terms, you take control of your life. I don't put words in your mouth. I don't put steps on a steps list for you. But I do serve as a reminder for you guys and also for my private clients to just kind of bring it back down. Because we walk out our doors and boom, a lot of stuff, crazy stuff happens when we walk out that door. And, you know, if you can find moments, this podcast may be one of them. But other moments, because again, this hour per week ain't going to be enough, I'm just telling you, that if you find little moments throughout your day to reset your clock, to reground, to to remind and know who you are, then you do better in that world. That is a thing that is more natural, in my opinion, is you being more in touch, having more downtime, having more downtime, more on free time later in this episode. Is that cool? Yeah, that's what I did there. Um yeah so so some some good things uh, to be had and and what i was going to say is this small steps approach that i talk about my small steps approach does train your brain to to be on the lookout it trains your brain to be on to be more aware and attentive such that when things happen cuz they're gonna they don't tank you You don't go, this one bad thing is happening, therefore my life is just destroyed and I'm just on a bender to just try to counteract the madness. You go, yeah, this bad thing's happening, but... That's not the only thing going on. I am here with my family. I'm having a fun dinner with my family, watching a movie. I'm at work at a place that I love, the Stanford Inn. I'm hanging out with Jeff. We're going out to lunch. We're joking around. Like you know, you you are more present, so that when you're doing things that are not involved at all with the thing going wrong, right? Like I'm not there. I'm not dealing with. I'm not talking to anybody. Dealing. I'm not. Nobody's. I'm not interacting with any parties that are. Part of that whole madness. But I also don't let that affect the other things that I'm doing. I'm not with my family stewing about that other thing. Not a hundred percent of the time. But 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 for darn sure, um, sorry, I slipped in my randy voice there for a second. For darn sure, uh better over time, right? Because I'm training my brain by being a small stepper myself. I am training my brain to find moments of awareness and presence such that it becomes a a normal for me to behave that way during the day so that when something negative happens it's not I'm not losing my temper, I'm not freaking out, I'm not getting depressed. I'm like, okay, this sucks. It doesn't feel good, but I can also not let it have the power over me. And this is the this is the thing I talk about, you know, all the time, which is this is about not letting somebody else or something else take your power from you, ever. Uh, it's uh, if it could be an if it's a negative thing, fine, but it can also be a guru. It can also be whatever. You don't give that up. You don't give that away. Nobody gets that from you unless you give it to them, or unless you're just like passive. And just, yeah, some people go like, well, they were mean to me, but I let them be. It's like, not really, like you didn't make a conscious decision to I'm going to let them be mean to me. You just weren't in touch with you enough to say, no, no, not here. I want you to find that back. It's there, by the way, in you, in every one of you. listening to this. I want you to find it. How do you find it? By figuring out how to eke out some time for yourself for crying out loud. Like in the madness of our lives and how crazy our lives are. With children and jobs and responsibilities, we don't have the time to tap into that. We, we're we're we not stuck, all of us, but, you know, can be stuck at times just in the routine of our lives. And I'm saying my approach solves this problem because it gets you to take moments. And when you take those moments, those are the moments when I say reground, reconnect. It's with you and your power. It's with you and your strength. That's what this is. It's just... Doesn't look as sexy as putting your life on hold for a 21 day diet. Fine. And that's why I come back here every week for the sell. The, the sell is to just trust me. <laughs> that I'll sell you trust. I mean, but, but in a way, I'm not even joking. Like I'm coming here 193 episodes in and I ain't stopping anytime soon um, because I want to be trustworthy. I want to be worthy of you going. All right, let me give this a try. I've listened to 192 episodes and I haven't believed him. But now the 130, 193rd, yeah, all right. I'll give it a shot. Let me let me see if these little moments he talks about make a difference cuz it doesn't sound like they do. It doesn't sound like 10 seconds of deep breathing would do anything, but I'll give it a shot cuz he's not he hadn't gone anywhere. Okay? All right, I don't know if somebody ever had that internal conversation. If you have, will you share it with me? you you be like, oh my God, that was eerie. That's exactly what I said one time in my head. Um, okay, sip a, sip a coffee. Mm. I also telegraph all the drinking that I do in this episode. Drinking or I go, mm, yeah, just gotta let you guys know. I don't want you to be, what's doing? Why is it silent for a second? That's crazy. Um, I will be at the Triangle Veg Fest in August 26th, 27th at in Durham, North Carolina. And just got confirmation last week. I I told you this was probably gonna happen. And it? it is, I will be in Portland, Oregon, Northwest Veg Fest, October 14th and 15th. I will be speaking both days, October 14th and 15th in 15th in Portland, Oregon. I love this event. I've I, I went up there a couple years ago and did a talk. It's very cool. I love Portland. It's like I, I, do, I do like I don't know if I'd live there, but I like it. And I, when I played music, I, I, I've, I've performed in Portland many a time. And by many a time, probably five to seven times. That's not that bad, considering I've never lived there. The website there is nwveg.org slash vegfest. Ready for that again? I'll link to it in the show notes. Jiminy Christmas. Hey, Kevin, get get, yeah, get back on the treadmill. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Okay? Um nwveg.org there I did it slash veg fest okay my new book raising healthy parents small steps less stress and a thriving family is out in September in stores and online still at the editor uh it's been weird it's been a little weird I'm kind of like sitting on my butt uh not doing anything about that uh the publicity has not started yet on it like there's a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pike. Right now, I'm hanging. I'm waiting to see uh, initial designs for the inside of the book. The cover is done. If you go to Amazon.com, you can pre-order it, which would be a, a really great if you're going to order it anyway for like a for you because you have a kid or you're going to want to have a child or for another family you know that has children. And what the heck? Why not order it now? Because it helps the uh, you know the stupid numbers. It's what it's all game. I don't know. Whatever. Buy the book. That'd be that'd be great. I don't care when you do it. I have a little bit of exciting news. I've sort of cursorily mentioned this, uh, and I'm going to continue mentioning it. I'm about to launch a company. It is in testing right now. A few of you guys came forward and said, I want to test it. And I said, that'd be great. And so um, I put out about, I think, about literally eight people. This is not a huge thing. I just wanted a few people to run through the program, start to finish, and give me feedback on the way. Uh, and they have, and it's uh, they're in the middle of it. It's I've been getting really good feedback and just making tweaks, you know, to get the perspective, all that kind of thing. Um, it's very cool. Now I will tell you, and I made this announcement a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to make it again. If you're not on my mailing list, get on my mailing list. SidGarzaHillman.com. Enter your email list. You get a free chapter of my first book, Approaching the Natural Health Manifesto. Um, but you're, you'll get the announcements when I go out with this um, I'm gonna have a initial launch that is about probably 50% or more off the entire cost of this program I will tell you it's a 12 week system program where you learn I mean learn like a banshee it's it's so cool I love the way it's shaping up and it's videos and live q A's uh, daily emails just a kind of a, 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 a system where you're in it. And you don't have to quit your job and you don't have to put anything on hold. You can go to parties during it. You don't have to be weird with your friends and tell them you can't go somewhere because the food that you have is on day four. This is a way of, this is going to teach you how to approach your life. You don't have to give up anything while you're doing it time wise. Nothing. In fact, most people won't even know you're doing it. And that's how I like it. You don't need to talk about it. You don't need to go to work and go, look, I've lost 80,000 pounds in the first week. Only to then gain it back and feel bad about yourself for no reason at all. This is this is adding in and improving your life. So I will make announcements of that, but please get on my mailing list. You can always unsubscribe later if you don't like getting subscriptions or you know emails like that. Just subscribe now. So when I make these announcements, you can jump in on the beginning. I'm gonna offer it a humongous discount. In exchange for the fact that this is the initial launch and I, you know, people can say like, hey, this isn't working and hey, you should try that or you know, just getting some feedback from people would be really helpful. So in exchange for that, I'll be offering at a discount dig. Okay, the exciting news is is that I'm about to launch but the really exciting news is I got my trademark approval in the mail. So it is now legal. I'm still not going to announce because technically it's live. I just don't want people signing up right now. So I will be announcing soon. But I got like a trademark thing. I know. Why is that exciting? I don't know why that's exciting. But it's like formal and one more step. Hmm? Mm. One more thing I should announce is Health Made Simple is a meal plan that I launched with Matt Frazier that also has live Q&As and a bunch of uh, five different meal plans that people can follow. Great recipes. Very simple. This is not like... A thousand recipes and more recipes coming. This is a teaching you how to eat really well, and spend very little time. Dig it. There are lots of amazing meal plans out there. There's lots of amazing recipe apps and and websites, and they're great. And cookbooks galore. This is not that. This is like how do I dial in my most of the time, and 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 make it stick. And and we want to show you how simple it is and how little time it takes. And then when you have time to do recipes, that's amazing. Go to all those other places. This ain't that, okay? This is, I'm an athlete. What do I eat day-to-day? Boom, athlete plan. I want I don't have a lot of time. Boom, standard minimalist plan. We have these plans associated with lifestyles. Go with them. Check it out. nomeatathlete.com slash meal dash plan dash system. Okay? All right. One more quick, I'm just kind of sprinkling announcements, Raw Food Foot Soldier Podcast. Ready? Raw Food Foot Soldier Podcast. I'll put a link on it, but um, he came to my hotel room in San Francisco when I, I spent the night in San Fran on my way out to New York the next day, and he drove out from Livermore, like it was an hour drive, crazy, anyway, to um, interview me on his podcast. Really nice guy. Chris is his name. Um, Good podcast. Just, you know, do it. Go check it out. But I was a good, we had an hour and a half conversation. I think it, I think he was like, geez, hour and a half. I gotta get home. I was like, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. Okay. So uh, an article that I got sent to me, which is super duper cool, um, on the on the whatchamacallit website, the US National Library of Medicine. Okay. It's a study. Microbiome and mental health in the modern environment. Now, does this fall into my approaching the natural um rubric? yeah like something fierce okay so one of the things i talk about is they were too clean you know that that uh you guys know i didn't shower for like nine months and now i only do because i did the cold the wim hof cold therapy breathing which i do every single day going on almost a year took a 10 minute cold shower before this here podcast episode pretty great right um but this study is interesting. I mean, this is not that much news. They've known that the b- bacteria in your gut does have influence on obviously uh, it's like a first line of defense on your immune system, but also serotonin production which then is in, is converted to melatonin and so it can a- affect your sleep patterns, how well you can excuse me, how well you can lose weight or at least maintain uh weight. Um, but also mood and so this is what's interesting to me because it speaks to first of all that we need to get dirt, dirtier in a way that's why i talk about like getting your feet on the ground and 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 use less of the products the hand sanitizing kinds of madness sometimes are appropriate not saying that but just in general we're too clean besides antibiotics and everything else we also use these soaps and all these kinds of things i don't use soap i'll just tell you right now i take a cold shower but i don't use soap I haven't used soap for over a year okay um and i'm fine. People generally stay away from me but that's okay the point is is now the studies are you know they're they're continuing i'll put it that way we've known this for a while but the bacteria in our gut play a an absolutely integral role in integral role they're not us and them it's it's we're in it together guys bacteria and us let's let's do this we'll feed you and you help us that's kind of a back and forth and what we feed them are, is fiber fibers actually what you would say fibers so when you when I talk as a nutritionist because I am and even though I don't talk about food too much here I am talking about things with fiber in them it's gotten to the point where when I do nutrition classes I'm a couple things have happened into my approach as I try to simplify this for people because it's really not that complicated but in large part and if, yes of course you can get more minutia on this but if something has fiber in it it's better than something that does not okay that's a general one rule, something to think about, thing for your diet. Processed plants like white flour, white sugar, white rice have had most, if not all of the fiber removed, all the oil that we eat, olive oil, et cetera, has had the fiber removed. That fiber feeds the good gut bacteria, protein powders, fiber-free, had fiber when they were part of a food, Then, then that all got thrown away, and you end up with something without fiber, and therefore does not feed the gut bacteria in your body that affects you on multiple, multiple levels. Um, I'm going to quote this thing: the modern. This is from the study. The modern microbiome, that's the gut bacteria, is quite changed compared to our ancestral one due to diet. Okay, there we go antibiotic exposure, and other environmental factors. And these differences may well impact, Ready, get ready for it, our brain health. Okay? I'm skipping ahead. However, the potential for positive anti-inflammatory effects and symptom amelioration with perhaps a few side effects makes the goal of clarifying the role of microbiota in mental health a vital one. So not only processed plants have no fiber, but all animal foods have no fiber either. So just... And I'm going to talk about caloric concentration in a minute, but just beware of in your diet day to day, whatever diet you ascribe to, whether it's paleo or whatever, the stuff that you or vegan or vegetarian or whatever, on the balance, the more fiber of the food you in the food you eat, the better. Just, just good. We can, we, can, we can get into every vitamin and mineral and we can spend all of our time thinking about food or we can sort of try to back out a little bit and think more like wild animals that we are deep down and just eat stuff that's real. So remember I said a couple things have happened. One is I recommend people fiber good, like you know, like that simple fiber good. But the other thing I I have begun to say is, is that the, the processed refined plants and the animal foods that we eat, that we buy, okay, are technology. I just, I just, I've just now, I refer to it as technology. I don't even refer to it as food. It's technology the way that the single malt scotch that I adore and don't drink a lot of because I could and would love to, but I don't. Is technology. It is technology. The 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 idea of going in a market and buying beef in a cellophane has nothing to do with a paleo diet or the Paleolithic era or even us as human beings, just like the Twinkie doesn't either, just like olive oil doesn't either. There are things that we are gonna do, and I understand that and I get it, and so do I. Okay, I had something with oil in it last night. I don't sweat the small stuff. I'm looking at my most of the time. If you're just joining me, I call it the MOT, M-O-T-T. M-O-T-T. Most of the time, that's what counts. There are some things I do sometimes. Like I'll have something with oil in it. I'll have a single malt scotch. I'll have white rice on occasion. I'll have something with white flour on it like I did last night for dinner. Saturday night, we usually have some family dinner that's whatever, and sometimes we have a, a loaf of bread. That's what we had. We also had a big salad and, and greens out of our garden last night, and we had barbecue tofu, and we had mashed potatoes, but we had some white bread too, With and I put a little earth balance on it, which is junk food. I get, I get it. It's technology. That's technology. But so are the animals that we buy in the market, okay? So don't make the argument that that's more natural because we always ate animals. We didn't eat those animals. We went outside in our our wildness and hunted and moved our bodies and found animals that were wild and real. Not the things that we've done to animals we have created. They're not natural at, at all the way that white rice isn't natural. Dig? Okay. So two things I've done. Fiber foods. Better than not fiber foods for the human body. We thrive on fiber. That's what we do. It's just a fact. Deal with it. If you didn't have enough, if you're paleo and you're out in the, I mean, actually paleo and didn't have enough plants, you'd get an animal. If you had enough plants, you'd eat eat plants. Period. That's how it goes. Dig? Okay. Second, think of that stuff as technology. That way you're like, well, that's technology. So I'll kind of do that now and then. It's like a cell phone. Like I don't want to be on a cell phone all the time in exchange for actual human to human interaction i talked about that in my lo- most recent video on my youtube channel like being in new york is great and being at that event's great but what's really is really great about it is that i get to see gene bauer i get to hang out with michelle mcmahon i could see linda lang i get to meet talk with robert Oswald. in i can do that on skype but it's not the same it really is not the same thing it's not sometimes skype is the best thing we got You know, when I talked to Gene a few episodes ago before my race, it's like that's what it was because he's across the country. That's the best we could do. But that doesn't mean it is the best we can do ever. It just means we can best best we can do on that time and day. And that's fine. But it's not as natural and it's not as beneficial as being in the room. And it's just, I don't know if that's ever going to change, but right now that's the name of the game for me. Dig it? Okay. I want to read a little bit more on this. Um on this study because it was just really, really, uh, interesting, but, um, probiotic here we go probiotics or anti-inflammatory species okay probiotics or anti-inflammatory so literally an an anti-inflammatory this is me talking anti-inflammatory effect of having the good gut bacteria we know this but it's just interesting the most studied being the lactobacillus and the bifidobacteria if you look at most probiotics or many probiotics you'll see different strains of lactobacillus and bifidobacteria on the probiotic they'll say like 12 strains usually it's a stack of lactobacillus ones and bifidobacteria okay can act to suppress this immune and sympathetic reaction. Demonstrations in both human and animal studies have shown that the administration of beneficial microbes can reduce both inflammation, ready, and anxiety or behavioral signs of distress. Think about that. Having this gut bacteria can both lower inflammation but also anxiety, So when you're talking about, I mean, the whole thing about small steps, my whole approach to small, my whole unique small steps approach, just what it is, and I've told this to every client I've worked with, I'm not looking to improve your diet, number one, above all else. I'm improving to lower your overall stress via diet, via movement via creative pursuits via socialization I'm I'm looking at the whole picture of you as a modern human in the world but and so this is very relevant to the work that I do but also to your efforts to live the happiest life you can is that it is part of becoming more natural meaning being dirtier essentially putting bacteria back in your body because it's where it's supposed to freaking be and we've gotten too clean. We've gotten too sterile. And it's just... We're, we're kind of paying the price. But it's very interesting to look at sort of the the way of the world with increased violence and all that just anger. And, and 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 again, I'm not going to say it's because of the bacteria. But that's part of the picture, you guys. It's part of the picture. I don't want... I don't... I'm over this kind of reductionist look at only one thing. So, that you know, they were a marathoner and they had a heart heart attack. Well, that because... People are complex and there's multiple facets to us. Just because somebody eats really well doesn't mean that they're not going to have a heart attack because it is stress on this mechanism. And that stress can come from many, many different areas. It is, uh, you know, if I get sick tomorrow, most people are going to say it's because of his diet and I'm going to go, my diet probably kept me alive this long. It's because I'm under stress also and I'm trying to figure out ways to manage the overall stress in my life. That's where my eye on the ball, that's the ball that my eye is on all the time. So much so that when people are hyper attentive to, to, to food only, and that's all they think about, it can be detrimental to their actual physical and mental health. It can cause them stress in a very, very real way to think about food on that level. And by the way, that stress does affect the bacteria in your gut, it absolutely 100% on a physical level does. So these are these are things to think about. Also things to understand and then back right back out of and then adopt a more general approaching the natural, I'm a small stepper in my life way. instead of getting bogged down by now this article that I just cited saying oh, good to know, just like it's good to learn about nutrition, but then get right back to living your life. Because if you go down that rab- rabbit hole of one area, it's probably going to be at the expense of your health and happiness. I'm just saying, and that's what I argue every week. So you know, if you don't like that argument, it just means that I'm that I win. If you don't like the argument I made, just because I won, you can't not like it and disagree with it. You have to. It, it's just because you I won. Um, on that note. Mm caloric concentration i'm I'm getting a little i'm getting a little minutiae here this this week i don't know why it happens caloric concentration and i want to get into the subject of this week's episode which is partly this i want to touch on this because as we assess our own diets the number one mistake i think people make is to incorrectly assess the food that they eat and here's what i mean and because I've taught so many people, because I've done very many talks to groups, and I hear this hundreds, hundreds of times, okay, uh, things like, I eat plenty of, I eat a ton of fruit, but they don't. And, and, here's, and here's the thing, people, we are, we like to look at food, we like to assess food in terms of how it looks. We use our eyes to say, that's a big salad, but calorically, it may not be a big salad. And I, and I want to be clear, if you're just joining me, I loathe Calorie counting, I remove clients, I just beg them on my hands and knees, please do not calorie count, measure, count, or weigh anything, please. It's not natural. Move your body and your diet into a more natural existence. You don't have to do any of that. It's very liberating. I haven't counted, measured, or weighed anything, and I'm at a very healthy weight and have been for years without doing that stuff, dig? Okay, with that said, the proper way to look at food isn't by the way that it looks, but by the energy, i.e. calories, that it delivers. Such that if you have a pretty decent-sized bowl of lettuce, that let's say it has a whole head of lettuce in it, and that's more than most people by far have of salad, of their own salad. They don't have a head of lettuce. But let's say you do, and on average, that's about 50 calories. And you drizzle olive oil on there, because that's you read the Mediterranean diet, and therefore olive oil is the, the, the elixir of the gods. Uh, elixir of the gods, olive oil, just guzzle it down the down the old hatch. Um, but you drizzle some olive oil on there and you say, look at what I'm eating. A, I'm having a big salad for lunch. But the thing is, you're not actually having a big salad for lunch because when you drizzle that olive oil on there, one little tablespoon, which is essentially a drizzle, is 120 calories of olive oil. Why? Because we stripped the stuff that took up space. All the stuff in the olive, meaning basically the fiber in the water, but of course there was also vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals, antioxidants. There was carbohydrate, healthy, by the way. There was protein. We tossed most of that in the trash and left the fat with very little, in terms of micronutrients, very little vitamins and minerals, very little by way of antioxidants, almost nothing, what I call light box food. The box we emptied out and we left it basically a, a, a concentrated calorie source well when you drizzle that olive oil on the lettuce you can easily easily drizzle five six tablespoons that's not even that much people don't really pay attention they kind of put their dressing on there okay let's say it's four or five tablespoons that's five to six hundred calories of olive oil when you look at that bowl of lettuce you don't see the olive oil that coats the lettuce it doesn't make you full, the lettuce makes you full. We look at it, and say big salad, but what we're really having is a huge meal of olive oil and just a little teeny teeny bit of lettuce on the side. That's factually what's going in your body. It looks different than that, but that's what's actually happening. Because when you digest it, that's what counts. Not the body doesn't go, oh, that looks like a big enough meal. Cool. It eats what you put in it, and if it's too much calories, you're going to hold on to those things, and if it's too little, you're going to suffer the consequences of that too, meaning low energy and all those kinds of things. Dig? So when you say, I eat a lot of fruit, you may not calorically. It might look like a lot because you put a handful of blueberries on your oatmeal, but in terms of your day, fruit might be 1% of the calories that you eat on a given day. It's why people think I'm crazy when I eat 10 bananas, but that's like 1,000 calories. That's not that much. Um, and calorically, like that's not even half of what I eat in a given day. And that's, by the way, there's 10 bananas usually carry me throughout the day. So it's not like one meal I'm sitting down and scarfing 10 bananas. I'm, I'm taking that throughout the day, but that's not that much. That's really not that much, especially when I'm, it's, I'm combining breakfast and lunch. So again, it changes the way that we think. But the number one mistake I find is people go... Oh, I, but I eat a ton of vegetables, but they really don't because they're having a, a, what looks like a pretty big pile of green beans next to a, a a piece of chicken, and and the green beans are a bigger pile than the chicken, and so they say I eat, I'm eating a ton of vegetables, but those green beans themselves might be only 20 calories. I mean, if on a plate maybe 20 calories. If they were sautéed in oil, the oil on those green beans is way more than the 20 calories, and for sure for sure the chicken on that plate is more than 20 calories probably four or five hundred calories so what looks like a ton of vegetables often isn't the point being that if you want to improve your diet it is simply tipping the scale more in terms of more calories from heavy box foods fiber-filled foods more calories more calories dig not a bigger size necessarily although yes you'd have to but i mean like a big size right because if you ate a thousand calories of lettuce you'd be busy for a while like you kind of have to put your I can't make it today. I'm going to be eating for for eight hours, and and I and I get it, but it is moving in that direction. So I I throw a little nuts and seeds in my diet to to because they're super healthy, but but not in huge huge quantities. But but they are more caloric because they're higher in fat, and so I bring those in. But I still I got the fiber in there, right? I got the that's why my cashew ranch dressing is so awesome because it doesn't use anything like oils. There's nothing processed in it. Okay. If you guys are interested in my cashew ranch, go to my YouTube channel and and you'll find a, a um a video on that that Lisa, my wife and I did on the Cashew Ranch dressing. Huge, huge hit. Huge hit. I get emails still. Oh, I love that dressing. Nobody has disliked that dressing. Who's made it correctly, I'll put it that way. Right? Okay. On that note, please do uh go to YouTube and subscribe. Thank you to those who have um I passed the 1100 mark. Uh you guys are awesome for do, for doing that. I don't know why. I love I love even numbers. They're my favorite. Uh, 1099 aside from just being tax related is also just a number that I go, "Really? Can we just do one more and make it 1100 and we can be clear on that?" Mm. If you're in India and you just heard of that 1099 reference or in everywhere but the United States, sorry about that. That's a United States thing. Taxes 1099 form. Yeah, sure. Uh 30 I got up to 30, sometimes 40 countries listening to this little podcast that I do out of my house. I'm still astounded. <clears throat> I'm still in the in the amazed by the Jetsons technology. Uh, uh um, that, that's my era. That's my my generation. That's a am- Skype. I keep wanting to touch the screen cuz like I think my hand can go through that picture of whoever I'm talking to. Like let's shake hand. Why can't we shake hands? You're there. I see that you're there. Okay, you guys clear on chloric? Can we move on? Can I move? On? Can I move on? Please, just thank you. I want to talk about diversification today. The subject of this week's episode is uh, the title is diversify. I'm not talking about financially, but kind of interesting that diversifying your portfolio is also kind of a good move. So, is there a relationship? I don't know. I can't afford to diversify. You have to have funds in order to diversify. That's the hitch. That's how they get. That's how financial planners get you. Uh I want to diversify though like how much money do you have I go 0 Well then how are you going how are you going to diversify I don't know you the one that said so you tell me how to diversify I don't know I'll put 0 in multiple places Uh but also dietary diversification diversification I have talked more about food in this episode than than probably in the last 152 episodes That's just a guess Um, But I do advocate for dietary diversification, um, partly because I I think in the wild we would have somewhat diverse, you know, we would diversify somewhat, but again, we would eat in, in a very small sphere in terms of what we could get to because we'd be getting to it. So it'd be... Things wouldn't be traveling in in the wild. So I, this whole idea of eating 50,000 different things isn't necessarily natural because if we were living in the forest, we'd eat kind of what was around us and we would eat one thing at a time. We wouldn't really be spending time mix, mixing and matching and doing all the crazy stuff that we do in the modern world. But at the same time, um, it's a necessity, I think, in the modern world, The in large part because of the agricultural methods we use. I think we, well, don't think. We overplant soil. Uh, as much as I love the idea of eating local, man, eat local. If you're living in the middle of Los Angeles, that ship's left the harbor. I mean, we we just don't... Right now, we're too many. We have too many too many people on the earth, and it's not getting less. It's getting more. It's increasing, not decreasing, is what I would more eloquently say if I had a command of the language. Um, and so, so this idea of eating local is is that 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 applies to 00001 percent of people, and most of them have dreadlocks. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just. There's no judgment. I'm just saying that's just what the eat local thing has become. It's fantastic, but for other people, when you are overplanting soils in the way that we have getting plants from other areas is probably a good thing right now until we can get a handle on growing things more efficiently and creating a food system that can actually feed the world. Wow. I went off the rails there. Am I running for president here? What's going on with Sid today? Third person Sid. Uh, But that's not really what I meant by diversify. I'm just saying that on a dietary level, I would also say that. So Here's what, here, here's what, here's what, I don't know. I can't even assess this. This one will go down in history. um, You guys, this is what I talk about. I am a total advocate of hard work. I am an advocate of struggle. I'm an advocate of discomfort. Why? Because I believe those things are part of living happy and healthy. When we escape those things, we suffer. We think we want to escape them because it sounds better to not do something that causes us stress. But there's a stress in not doing either. More on that in a minute. When we are approaching a a project, something in our lives that we love, let's say it's, oh, I don't know, this podcast. I went big on this podcast as a small stepper. Now, it's going to sound weird. So if you're just joining me, go back and listen to old episodes. Again, number one misunderstanding about about my approach is that everybody's small steps are the same size. Some people's small steps can be ginormous. If you're ready for that and you can take on something huge, comparatively huge, with minimal stress, that's your small step, okay? That's your small step. This podcast, I did ease my way in. I did research. I kind of, you know, I was on Rich Rolls, and that's my first introduction to to podcasting, period. I talked about this a little bit on the Raw Food Foot Soldier podcast, but... Started researching them, listening to them, seeing kind of like oh, okay, learning the technology, blah 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 blah. Not putting pressure on myself, not starting one that next day. I just wasn't there yet, and then I launched. and And I and I do believe that it's good to just when you do that to like focus on that and do that and 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 do the do the work associated with that. Don't you can't phone that stuff in. It's just if you want to be successful, and I'm not the most successful podcaster by any stretch of the imagination, but. It's my podcast has grown. I'll just put it that way. It's an it's 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 it's, it is increasing much like our population. What? Yeah. And so I do believe on on getting into something like that one thing, like that thing. And now with YouTube channel, like learning and getting in, it's all amazing. It's great and working hard on that one thing and devoting even your life to one thing is great. But I do, I don't think that it is that it is in substitution for diversifying diversifying somewhat your mental energy. In other words, if I love podcasting it takes up a large let's say hypothetically I did this full time, which I don't, but if I did. I'm also work at the Stanford Inn and you know do the YouTube channel and have private clients. But let's say in that whole thing I I think that we do better when we diversify our mental energy. When we when we also do things that are somewhat unrelated or entirely unrelated to the thing that is our passion. I think we do better when we diversify because if we put all of our eggs into just one basket and that's all we think about all the time, I believe that there is stress associated with it. I think we can do too much of that thing and we need a break. We need to 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 have time when we're not thinking about that thing. We I think we do really well when we have, oh, I don't know, families and and, and other things besides that one thing. So there's an aspect of that with regard to diversification. Um, what I find as a as a practitioner when I'm working with clients is a lot of times clients come to me and and they know that I'm a certified nutritionist and so so maybe they come to me because of food or because of a physical issue that they have and and they want to learn how to eat better. F- fine, f- fantastic. But they're surprised sometimes that I immediately, with regard to what I do, which is I'm a I'm a, I'm a small steps coach. I'm, I'm teaching people my small steps system. Again, lowering overall stress via things like diet and everything else. But first and foremost is how to be a small stepper. Well, how to be a small stepper is to diversify. It is to say, okay, well, you came to me for food and you came to me about something going on in your body. And you might be surprised when I talk about um, a small step with regard to painting or a deep breath three or four times a day things that aren't directly related to the thing that you are thinking about all the time. I want you to diversify your brain so that instead of one or two things work and food, I just go to work and I think about food. I go to work and then I think about food. Then I think about food, then I go to work. I go, well, let's diversify. Let's spread things out. Let's bring some joy into your life in because you can think about other things. You can you can you can do other stuff besides the one or two things. We love this kind of reduction. That's our kind of our thing. Even about food, we think about just calcium, just iron. Well, a lot of times in our lives, we we, we are kind of narrow in terms of the things that we focus on too. One or two things overtake our lives that take up an inordinate amount of our mental energy. And I think that you can still work really hard on the thing that you love, but then as a small stepper, you can diversify in terms of, Dabbling in other things that give you a real break and a real lowering of overall stress because of that. So an interesting, an interesting thing happened to me, and the reason I've been thinking about this recently is because my, the craziness of my life decreased by like ninety two point seven percent over the last month. I had the the ultra marathon that I direct finished. That was April twenty second. That was done. Just around that time, like a week after that, or a couple weeks after that, I don't remember, um, I turned in my book to the editor. And and it, it's almost done, and and she's kind of fixing it up a little bit and also getting it to the place to design it, as I talked about earlier. So I'm in a holding pattern on that. So all the craziness that was happening leading up to that race is just gone. And it was weird, and I thought, well, now I have this free time. But what I realized about myself, and this may not be you, but it is is—it is for me for sure, is I don't want to do nothing. I'm not happy doing nothing. Do I want free time? Yes. Would I like more free time? I guess. What I want is a higher quality free time. What I want is free time that when I have it, it's really free. Like it's actually free. I don't think time is free when you are spent when you're spending it thinking about the stuff that stresses you out, thinking about the stuff that you quote unquote should be doing, thinking about the stuff that you that you haven't gotten done yet, all the things you have left to do, the people that are stressed, you know, who knows? That's what takes up our our so-called free time. When we have the weekends or we have that, you know, whatever time to do and it's and it's invaded by the other stuff, we lose. We don't actually have free time. It's not, we're not liberated from this time. We're not getting the break, the downtime that we need. And what I realized is, for, for those of you who have followed me for a while, you'll know that I, I incorporated a music step. I used to be a full, full-time musician years ago in Los Angeles. I moved up to where I live now on the Mendocino Coast and, and really stopped playing music for a few years and, and missed it for real. And so I, I brought a music step. I used to do this full-time, but my music step was five minutes maybe per week, but it was basically putting my hands on the guitar or ukulele one day a week. I married it to the podcasting because I do that, you know, my habit of podcasting is dialed in, 193 weeks in. On Mondays, in this case Sunday, but Sunday or Monday, I go into my podcast studio and record my podcast. The music step was harder. I, it was like a new thing, and I wasn't remembering it, even though it's only five minutes. So I literally set my guitar up next to my podcast table. I'm looking at it right now as I talk about this. And if you watch this week's video that I'm going to post the next uh, tomorrow morning, so when you get this, it'll be the no, the newest video or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're going to listen this in 2020. So no. But I'm doing a podcast, a, a YouTube video on this. Um, I'm. I'll show you because what happened is. For like a couple years now, I've just been playing music one time a week. Not that much. I haven't felt the need or the desire to increase that step. It's just, but it, but it made a huge difference because I'm like playing. Just that little moment was really fun. Well, all of a sudden, my race is done. My book is pretty close, but it's out of my hands at this point. And I've got the the new website, the thing happening, but that's being tested, so I'm kind of hanging there too. Like that's all been designed. Like it's a kind of I've just kind of huh. I started writing again. I've I've written two songs. This two weeks ago, I go, I think I want to start writing again. In the little moment per week, that one little step per week, I had ideas and I had a tape recorder and I would just record these ideas just in the five minutes I'd sit down the guitar sometimes I'd come up with something oh that could eventually be a song I don't know and I would record it well now I have this cassette it actually is a cassette you guys okay I'm old school that way um I have a cassette full of just clips of ideas no songs clips of ideas so what I thought was a couple weeks ago I'm just gonna spend some time each week just going through these ideas and see if there's anything viable see if there's anything I like toss what I don't, and it's been amazing, and I drop the kids off at school, and I usually come home, and for like 45 minutes, not that much, a couple days a week, I sit down with my guitar and go through this cassette, and I'm playing with stuff, and I've already got two songs done. I mean done. Am I going to use them? I don't know. Am I going to record them? Don't know. Do I think they're good? I don't know. I don't know. Don't care. I'm loving the freaking process. I love doing this again, that's diversification. Am I still a small steps coach? Of course. Am I still the staff nutritionist and run the wellness center at the Stanford Inn? Of course. Does it mean I'm less of those things because I play music? No. Do I love the music? Yes. Does it make me happy? Absolutely. Am I running less? Yes, because now I'm doing this, but I'm still running. I went with on run, and run, run, run with Sid yesterday, but I'm running like one, two days a week, maximum. It's diversification. It has been a huge thing for me. We don't diversify often because we think... To play music means I've got to spend an hour a day or I have to take lessons or I have to I, to exercise. I have to go to 45 minutes at the gym. To meditate is 45, 30 minutes or whatever on a pillow. We have these ideas. And that's why we oftentimes don't diversify because we, don't, we think we don't have the time to do that. Well, I can't take that on. That's a massive amount of time. I'm a small stepper. I'm saying, no, it does not mean a massive amount of time at all. You can diversify in minutes. You can diversify you can diversify with meditation doing one minute of meditation per day eventually that may grow but that's how you diversify that's how you spread your brain out and do other things that are not for work you know like it's just there's a certain like i make money and and i have and i have a family that my wife you know my wife and i both work but we have the family to support and there's there's concerns that are attached to my work well playing music and writing music i have zero of those things it is for the pure joy is it big picture joy is it joy in every single moment And am i just sitting in the chair going that's oh, it's like that's like, like i'm doing lines of cocaine over and over again no because because you know sometimes i'm writing something and it doesn't feel good in the moment but it's big picture big, capital j joy and what i was thinking about on that level is manufactured obstacles this idea that in the modern world because we have so many things technologies that can allow us to virtually do nothing we can we can go about our lives without barely moving we don't have to look around for our food we don't have to look around for our shelter most of us we kind of got we don't have to get up to change the damn channel on the television we got things dialed in we don't have to do anything for us to be happy and this is why i am so married to struggle And and discomfort in minimal ways, but those things being part of our lives because we earn our happiness. We have to earn our happiness. We cannot, as much as cocaine puts us in a good mood, that is not what being happy is. And because we have those things, we have to manufacture obstacles. We have to manufacture struggle. In broad terms, this means taking on our lives. This means making a decision to say, I'm going to live as a small stepper and I'm going to try to improve my life day to day. I'm going to build a practice of self-care that is unprecedented in my life. I'm going to enter each day to to look for moments and ways that I can treat myself better. And I want to just become better about that over time. Better at being better for myself. That's the broad terms. Narrowly, manufacturing struggle and obstacles is Small stepping is that five minutes of music per week. That is struggle. I know it's not very much, but that's ideal because it kept me doing it and eventually has led to what this is now, which is that I'm writing again. I don't know if this is going to last. I don't know. Maybe I'll do another album for the first time in 12, 12 years, literally 12 years. I mean, I haven't written a song in over 10 years and I was a full-time songwriter. I've written, written tons and tons of songs with the, that I play at the end of these podcasts. That's how many songs, lots of songs. And I'm doing this, and I don't know how long, but how great of an evolution and how great of a real break that gives me and how great of a break I get when I actually have free time to do nothing. I don't, one less thing for me to think about, oh, I should be playing music right now. Oh, I should, I, I don't play music. I God, I used to play music. I really should play music. I don't want that conversation in my. I don't want anywhere near that conversation. I get joy from songwriting, and it makes my free time Even that, it just one more notch of better actual free time because I'm using, and I've seen about like, I don't describe, I mean, who knows? I I don't describe myself as type A. People go, God, you do so much that I'm not like, I can relax. I like sitting on a chair with a book or watching a movie. Like I'm not always on the go, but I like doing things. I do like being productive because it makes me feel more relaxed when I'm trying to relax. Does that make sense? I can relax better. If I go on vacation, I can relax better. If I've worked hard, I can enjoy a less than healthy meal if my most of the time is eating really, really, really well. And this is what I try to get across to people who go, I could never eat like you eat. I don't eat healthy 100% of the time, but I will tell you that when I don't eat healthy, I'll, it, it's more enjoyable than it ever was when I was eating that way most of the time. I'll just tell you. Now that I eat well, most of the time, when I have a less than healthy meal, I, I get more enjoyment out of it because it's not my most of the time. It's a special thing, and I'm more, more in, in the moment to really, really actually enjoy that. And I wonder if our happiness does come down to how much we're earning it. We want to phone that in. We want to get the happiness from things like social media and from junk food and drugs. and we don't we haven't earned that stuff. We haven't earned the true true. Long term happiness. We have not, most of us are not earning it. If you're not happy and you're not healthy, it's because you haven't earned it. If you're not as healthy as you want to be, don't hack by doing a diet that's going to make you lose a bunch of weight in 21 days and you won't keep it off. You got to earn it. You got to earn your health day to day. It's never ending. It's not a thing that you just do for a while and then that's it. Living a happy, healthy life is ongoing, it is a practice and it is about struggle, thank goodness, because you earn it. Because when you struggle and you come out the other end, it's earned. We manufacture. Every time I've done an ultra marathon. it's a manufactured struggle. It's a manufactured obstacle that makes my overall life better for doing it. It's not just they must just love just causing themselves pain. That's not why I do it anyway. Maybe somebody else does that. It's just not me. I do it because... It's something that I put myself into that is relatively safe that moves me into more a presence in my life. To it makes me aware. I'm, I'm phoning in things less. I'm am di- I'm, I'm just showing up for this thing that makes me happier. When you diversify by being a small stepper, you put yourself in different areas. And by the way, one of the side effects could be that one of these areas you put yourself into, you fall in love with, and you go, "I never knew that I loved." XYZ. And then you kind of move more attention to that thing, but not at the expense of diversification. You're just like, oh, well, there you go. I'm going to do this more often than these other things. I'm going to shift my attention more to this thing. Crazy stuff happens when you engage. Crazy stuff happens when you live your life, not just phone in, live on a real, real level. That's what diversification is for me. It's Spreading your attention out, not at the expense of the thing that you love, like you tend to that, but with the other time that you have, doing different things. And I think, in a way, I, I'm an addict. I'm I'm a, <laughs> I'm an addict to that feeling. I mean, when I get into a 10 minute cold shower, that's a struggle. Like that's a a thing that I put myself into on purpose because I'm addicted to how it feels after. I know. Enough about that. I know that after I go for a run, even if I don't feel like doing it, I've I've got that arsenal experience that I talk about dialed in so I know that I'm coming out the other end totally feeling happy that I did it. It's just that thing of us. But we have to – cold therapy wouldn't exist if I were living in nature. I'd just be cold once in a while. But in the modern world with heaters and everything else, I have to enter into that. I have to manufacture these little moments of a little bit of discomfort, for the, for the win of feeling accomplishment and feeling physically good that comes from these things, manufacturing what this is. And so creating things in your life that are new and also diversifying your attention into different areas because you're a small stepper and you know you can just dabble in these little areas when you've got this time and then feeding into when you actually just want to do nothing, you've earned it on a totally different level. Than you did before you've actually earned it when you take the time to to move your diet over time in a in a way that's as a small step or at least stressful for you and you eat better and you actually become somebody who truly eats better not somebody who's doing a diet but somebody who is eating healthy food most of the time and you earn and your body feels better and it looks better and you look down and you're like this feel i feel strong and healthy and vibrant there's no comparing comparing that at all to somebody who loses weight in 21 days and can get joy momentarily from a scale. There's no comparison to actually transforming yourself into more of who you are and being that person. You've earned that. And when you earn it, it's of a quality that has no comparison. Period. There's nothing like it. Dig? All right. Then on that note... Um, I'm going to sign off for this week, okay? Sid Garza-Hillman signing off. Yeah, that's right. Approaching the National Podcast, you guys. I'll be back next week with episode 194. Will you try to do something different this week? Diversify a little bit. Put your brain into a, into a book that you've never... T- a different kind of book that you never read. A poem that you want to read. Little moments to diversify. See what happens when you when you break up the you know your, your routine with other stuff yes moments of and i've talked about breaking your routine it's great but trying little things that you're diversifying your attention and see what that what comes of that all right if you guys want to email me, podcast at com. podcast at com. You guys are awesome. Um, for those of you, thank you to those who support this podcast in any way. When you support me by su- subscribing to the podcast or leaving me a positive review on iTunes or wherever else or donating to the podcast through Sidgarzahilman.com. You are enabling me to come here and deliver this content every week. I want to keep doing it. And when you support me, it helps me uh, get that done. And my YouTube channel too. It's the same thing, right? It's the work that I put out. It's If, a, it's, a, if it's a value to you, throw me some, some change because it makes a big difference. Okay? Or just leave me the reviews. Got it? You guys are awesome. I will be back next week, 194, you guys. All right? Hey, do me a favor. Will you do me a favor before I come back? Be well. <music>
0: time we spent all tucked away, I'm holding a glimpse of falsehood quiet, the streets will always be busy when I can not out some speck of something that will hold me. I spent last night looking through a glaze. I'm covered on switching from me to you from simple to full. and around the back. Most part, I can live between what turns my head. I can stop the story, see what might lie ahead. My eye must simply be blind. So I'm trying to sketch what I'm seeing, but it turns out great. I spent last night looking through a glaze. I covered all switching from me to you, from simple to full, and around the back. last night looking through a glaze and covered on switching from me to you from simple to full and around the back way because I spent last night looking through a glaze I covered on switching from me to you from simple to full and around the